The Ghost of Bog and Doran, written by W. G. Stewart and read by Rebecca White. Late one night, as my granduncle Lachlan Du Macpherson, who was well known as the best fiddler of his day, was returning home from a ball where he'd been playing as a musician, he had the occasion to pass through the once-haunted Bog of Torrens. Now, it happened that at that time, the bog was frequented by a huge bogle, or a ghost, who was of the most mischievous disposition and took particular pleasure in abusing every traveller who had occasion to pass through the place between twilight and the cock crowing in the morning. Suspecting that he would also come in for a fair share of abuse, my granduncle made up his mind in the course of his progress that he would return him any civilities which the ghost might think to offer him. On arriving at the spot, he found his suspicions were too well grounded, for who did he see but the ghost of Bogadoran, apparently ready waiting for him, seeming by his ghastly grin not a little overjoyed at the meeting. Then, marching up to my granduncle, the bogle clapped a huge club into his hand, and furnishing himself with one of the same dimensions, he put a spittle in his hand and deliberately commenced the combat. My granduncle returned the salute with equal spirit, and so ably did both parties ply their batons, that for a while the issue of the combat was extremely doubtful. However, the fiddler could easily discover that the opponent's vigour was flagging. Picking up renewed courage, my granduncle, the fiddler, plied the ghost with renovated vigour, and after a stout resistance in the course of which both parties were seriously handled, the ghost of Bogandoran thought it prudent to give up the night. At the same time, filled, no doubt, with great indignation at this signal defeat, it seems the ghost resolved to re-engage my granduncle on some other occasion, under more favourable circumstances. Not long after, as my granduncle was returning home, quite unattended, from another ball in the braes of the country, he had just entered the hollow of Aldenkoist, well known for its eerie properties. As he was passing through, who presented himself? None other than the ghost of Bogandoran, advancing as large as the gable of a house, putting himself in the most threatening and fighting attitudes. Licking on the very dangerous nature of the ground in which they were met and feeling no anxiety for a second encounter with a combatant of his weight, in a situation so little desirable the fiddler would have willingly deferred the settlement of their differences till a more convenient season. Accordingly, he assumed the most submissive aspect in the world, endeavoured to pass by his champion in peace. But it was in vain. Longing, no doubt, to retrieve the disgrace of his late discomfiture, the bogle instantly seized the fiddler and attempted with all his might to pull the latter down the precipice, with the diabolical intention it is supposed of drowning him in the river Avon below. In this pious design, the bogle was happily frustrated in the intervention of some trees which grew in the precipice, and to which my unhappy granduncle clung with zeal of a drowning man. The enraged ghost, finding it impossible to extricate him from those friendly trees, and resolving, at all events, to be revenged of him, he fell upon maltreating the fiddler with his hands and feet in the most inhumane manner. Such gross indignities my worthy granduncle was not accustomed to, and being insensible beyond all measure at the liberties taken by Bogandoran, he resolved again to try his mettle, whether life or death should be the consequence. Having no other weapon to defend himself except for his little knife, which, considering the nature of his opponent's constitution, he suspected would be of little avail to him, in the absence of any other weapon, he sheathed the knife three times in the ghost of Bogandoran's belly. And what was the consequence? Well, 
To the great astonishment of my courageous forefather, the ghost fell down, cold dead at his feet, and was never more seen or heard of. Thank you for listening to the Folklore Scotland podcast. We'll be back every week with more folkloric content from stories to analysis. The podcast is brought to you by Folklore Scotland, the charity that aims to make Scottish folklore accessible using digital platforms, telling the tales of the past with the technology of today. If you'd like to become a voluntary contributor or would like to get in touch, pop us an email at info at folklorescotland.com and you can find all of our social media as well as a list of sources in the show notes below. The charity also now has a Ko-fi page, which you can find in the show notes if you would like to help us continue the work that we do. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.